Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. I'm back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, it has been an interesting few weeks in sports. NBA has officially kicked off. Uh, we were able to see the, the Pistons home opener live. Um, Colorado is who we thought they were. Michigan State finally got a win. Michigan is rolling at 9-0, and but it seems like every time Michigan starts rolling, a damn new story comes out. Uh, you got the cheating scandal. Your Lions, for the first time that I can remember, got a coach fired. Uh, and not their own coach. <laughs> coach from an opposing team. So, you know, the world's upside now. <laughs> I don't know. Um Corday was on Club Shay Shay. He didn't address the uh, Nomi Osaka uh, breakup rumor, but it was still a great-ass interview. So I don't even know where you want to start. Meg dropped a new single. Jeezy dropped an album that was... Uh, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Soulja Boy is pissed at J. Cole for what I don't know, <laughs> but... <laughs> You know what? It's a lot to take in. I want to start off giving credit while credit is due, though, Rodney, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Baltimore Ravens are who I thought they were. That team is nice. They went in after people were kind of calling the Lion Frauds for for getting beat by Baltimore like that. And I, I, I don't know. Baltimore looks pretty legit. I mean, they... They hung another 37-piece on, on Seattle today. So, with little to no effort, that game, and they could have won by 50. That game was so bad that Fox, or or was it CBS, cut it off and went to another game, like, in the third quarter. So, Right. Like, with the Lions, you always had hope that they can come back. It felt like they could have came back in that game. But Baltimore defense is just so good, man. It's, the defense is really good, especially when you got – like Lamar Jackson didn't score a touchdown. He didn't even throw for a touchdown today. And they still, like, cleaned him up. They only scored three points, man. Like, that defense is – whoa. Uh, mm-hmm. They're a problem, man. And they got the, the – in that division – now, they play my Browns. I love the Cleveland Browns, man. I love what's going on with the Browns. That's the best defense to me. I think Baltimore is the second-best defense in the NFL right now. But we shall see because Baltimore just blanked Arizona and made them look like they didn't – that game didn't even <laughs> – that game was a blowout from the jump. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to blank a team. And I know that Baltimore has been holding teams. They actually held my Browns to three points. They held the Browns to three points, the Lions to six points, and they held uh, the Seahawks this week to three points. So that's tough to do, but – the damn Browns been doing that this season too. So that's going to be a really good game. And the Browns are going to be a little bit more healthy going into that game too. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, uh, yeah, this, this NFL season is already where I like the halfway point. At one point early on, it looked like Miami was a team to beat. But, hell, they were down 21-0 today at one point. Um, Baltimore looks, they, they look legit. The Browns, like you said, they're starting to get healthy. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see, um, the, the Browns has been the team the last couple of years that I always wanted to get over the hump, but they can't seem to get out their own damn way. So, uh, I'm actually a little <laughs> excited to, to see what they're able to do fully healthy. Right, I'm excited about the Browns. This season in football, it seems like it's pretty much wide open. It feels like some teams can make some key adjustments. And Baltimore doesn't look unbeatable at all. Like, they had some tough games this season. Um, It just feels like this season, the Super Bowl is wide open. Anybody can get there. Um, You do have your teams that are, like, down in the dumps. But it just feels like... It's a it's a really good season. Like everybody, everything the playing field is even, in my opinion. Any given Sunday, it's such a good season that the worst team in the league might be um, historically one of the best franchises in the league, the New England Patriots. Yeah, and it's just everybody caught up to the Patriot way. Let, let's be honest here. 
Like the Patriots, they always stuck to their bread and butter, but I think teams are really beyond that now. When you got guys that's running like four twos and, and, and up, it's hard to stop them, man. Like you got guys, every every team has speedsters that are like key components and everybody has running schemes and trick plays and it's just a really good season for NFL football. Um I'm just excited to be that the Lions are part of it. Because usually they're all, usually on the outside looking in. Yeah, and I mean, with the Cowboys losing today, um, and what was actually a really, really good game, it came down to the wire. Um, I believe that firmly puts the Detroit Lions, if, if the playoff was starting today, they would actually be the number two seed in the NFC. Right, now... In all honesty, man, I I really was hoping that Philadelphia lose that game because right now oh, yeah, Philadelphia had a three way tie, a three way tie, and then also the Lions with the schedule the way it's set up, hopefully they can get some type of home field advantage. That would be nice to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs until you get to the Super Bowl. I think that would be really big for us. So if we can somehow, some way, just hold on and just manage probably one loss. Maybe Philadelphia or, or, or slip up a little bit and lose a couple of names down the road, or they still got a tough schedule ahead of them. So hopefully, hopefully things pan out. Yeah, it's it's uh, like you said, it's just it's an exciting. I can't remember, um, and you alluded to this uh, NFL season where pretty much teams were were evenly mapped throughout the league. Um, even today, Houston, um, I, th- I think it, it, Dan Campbell was probably running number two for Coach of the Year behind DeMarco Ryan at this point because um, Carolina probably got it wrong. Who would have thought C.J. Schrock would be this good, um, injuring their 46-second comeback um, to win the game? Um, that. That was just a gut punch for Tampa. You go down, you score, you leave 46 seconds on the clock, and C.J. Schroeder is like, hold my beer. <laughs> so, Yeah, like Tampa I, Tampa, I was expecting them to be better than what they were. They started off pretty strong, but I had to remember something uh, that the saying is, they are who we thought they were. But I will say this about Tampa. You, you can't fault – um, I was down on the whole Baker Mayfield acquisition at the beginning of the season, but it's not his fault. They they lost the the few games that they have. I mean, he uh, he played great today. Um, if only they had a, a, a defense, <laughs> um, kind of like you would see in college. <laughs> well, losing last week and this, uh, it just felt like the the way that he's he's playing the game. I, I don't know if he's a little bit nervous or he's afraid to let it all hang out. The first couple games of the season, he came in with low expectations. Remember, nobody counted Tampa Bay to even be good. They had, they had, they actually were in talks of trading Evans and, and some of the other players on the team and breaking it down because they didn't expect to be in this position. And now, like, now it's like, okay, yeah, maybe they're right. Like, maybe they should start getting rid of people. Because when you think about it like this, also. The commanders weren't really like out of it, out of it like that. They still had a fighting chance. Like they weren't as bad as the uh, as the Vikings. The Vikings are are starting to come alive too. It just yeah, feels they, like they won a game with actually one of my favorite college quarterbacks, um, and with Dobbs, uh, Washington. I, I I don't know. Washington is like the franchise. They they kind of reminded me. Them and the Browns remind me of those franchises that could be good, but but once again can't get out their own way. Um, not sure what's yeah. going on in Atlanta with um, B. John Robinson. Uh, maybe Jameer Gibbs should have been the first running back off the board after the game he had on Monday Night Football, but and it's not. It's not those guys' fault in Atlanta. Their offensive line has a ways to go. They're not that good. They beefed up on the defense, and the defense has been pretty stout and stellar. Yeah, and they came to they Yeah, it's not those guys' fault. They just got a ways to go, especially when you're dealing with, like, a rookie quarterback, too. He's going to have some of his games where he's supposed to step up. He's going to have some nervousness. 
he's going to go to those crowds that just nuts and out of their mind, yelling all types of things. He came to Detroit, and Detroit crowd was just like all over him. So you're going to have those games. It's not their mm-hmm. fault. It's going to be a learning experience. I'll tell you what, next season, though, watch out for Atlanta. They're going to be really good. Really, really good. I think they got all the tools. They're going to be really good. It's just just the wrong season for them. This is not the right season for them. That division is really tough, and they're they're not the they're not the upper echelon of that of that uh, division. I think Tampa Bay is better than them too, but they wind up squeaking the game out on Tampa yeah. Bay last week. I think Tampa Bay is better. Um, the Saints are better. They, the The Saints still have um, a, a path rush. Derek Hart's a serviceable quarterback. Um, you, Derek. You know, I'm I'm more of a Derek Hart supporter than you are. But Las Vegas, Derek Hart. Um, you let him walk for Jimmy Garoppolo, and that <laughs> that whole situation in Vegas is, is, is bad. <laughs> man, when I tell okay, so you know how I feel about Jimmy G, and you know how I feel about Carr. I I believe they're the same person. Maybe Derek Carr is a little bit slightly slightly better than Jimmy G, like Jimmy I don't, G. I, I don't think Derek Carr misses some of them throws that Jimmy G was missing to Devontae Adams on Monday Night Football. I don't think that he, I don't think that he understands the speed. Now I love Debo. Don't get me wrong, but Devontae is better than Debo in my opinion. Devontae is faster. He, you know, he's a little bit more slick. Where Debo depends on speed, on strength, and strength and yeah, height. Devontae so, got that. Um, Got the he's Devontae Adams with the full package. He can he he may not beat you off the line, but he still has speed. He his footwork is unbelievable. Um, so the but you had Jimmy G just overthrowing <laughs> him like man, like just straight up overthrowing. And he you know I'll chalk that up to them not having enough playing time together. Because remember Jimmy G did have that concussion. He was injured at the, you know, coming into the season. So he really didn't play any games or really had that much practice time with him. So you you never knew what you was gonna really get out of him. They were hoping that he can adapt. It's just it's not that time for him. I, I like the well, the second year uh quarterback that they have. He actually got him a dub today against the Giants. The Giants are atrocious. They didn't have no quarterback playing, like Daniels didn't play and um Taylor was on. Taylor was injured, so I mean, it, it just it yeah, is what I, it is with the Giants. At this, at this point, I kind of feel bad for for the Giants in some aspect, but that that's actually one of if you're you looking at last year playoff teams and uh, looking to see you know who is going to drop and you know create space. I mean, you got the the Giants and the and the Vikings that probably won't make the playoffs in the NFC, so. Uh, there that I, but I do. I mean, the Giants. You just gave forty million to Daniel Jones, and it has not been a good season. Now they're fearing he tore his ACL. This has not been a good two weeks for quarterbacks. Yeah, and Daniel Jones shouldn't have got that money in the first place, man. And it, and it just goes to show you like how a lot of quarterbacks are overpaid and overpriced, and it, it's just not. That's just not it. They shouldn't have gave him that much money. And you sat there and you you rubbed Saquon the wrong way also. And I believe Saquon is, is eventually going to be over it yeah, and want to get out of yeah, New York he, too. I feel like this might be his last season in New York. It'll, just, it'll be interesting to see um, what the Giants do uh, moving forward That because you committed all of this money to Daniel Jones. You you have to try to insulate him in some way, but they need so many pieces. Yeah, they need uh, way too many pieces. Like, without them having a primary wide receiver, um, their running back room has been a little shaky, too. Um, it's basically just Saquon. Yeah, the O-line is shaky. Defense is starting to come together the past couple games. They've been only allowing 13 points um, the past few games, or the past three games, so they actually haven't been too bad. They, they're starting to come together, but... 
Yeah, it, it's time to to move on from from some, something hasn't changed. Like their offense isn't generating enough points for me. Not yeah. when we were expecting so much out of them. And then you get beat by your former player today. Um, shout out to Antonio Pierce. Um, Devontae Adams said he feels free. So, and damn, Josh McDaniels had to be messing up. And um, I came thinking the GM name over in Las Vegas for basically Mark Davis to fire y'all and be on the hook for eighty five million. So, you know what's crazy, man? And I and I believe this to be so true too. In in life and in, in every aspect of of life and, and and just being from a motivational standpoint, when you have the right person motivating you, you got the right person in your ear telling you that you can do certain things, and they drawing up schemes, and they just giving you that that confidence, like you can go out and, and, and battle anything, get over any adversity. That's what that's what that team needed. Like that team is not bad at all. It's just you had the wrong coach. Trying to coach men, and that's not what he was. That's not what he was good at, in my opinion. Like you, you were just getting by. McDaniel's was just getting by, and now you got Pierce, is a breath of fresh air. He's coming in. He's saying all the right things. He's devoted. He's dedicated. He wants to win, and you can just feel it. He gave me that Dan Campbell type of deal, like that type of vibe. As soon as I heard him talking, he was just breaking down his whole story of how he began and how he wants to thrive in the NFL as a coach. I felt it. And Devontae Adams said, I'm ready to run through a brick wall for this man. I said, shit, I am too. So mm-hmm. I love that. I love the pickup. I love the pickup of having him as the intern coach. They could have went anywhere else, but I'm glad they went with Pierce. That was, that's a good move. They're going to be great. Yeah, so um... – I'm I'm just excited um, after halfway point to see what the second half brings. Um, shoot, even even college, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Three weeks left. I think this this starts out the um, home run stretch, as you say, the gauntlet for Michigan, closing at Penn State, at Maryland, and home against Ohio State. Um, be curious to see if Washington can survive um, the the gauntlet of the Pac-12 where they usually cannibalize themselves. Um, They had a good first step the last two weeks um, of of surviving. USC had to fire their defensive coordinator. Um, Can't blame the offense, but they can't stop a nosebleed at this point. Colorado is survive is fighting just to make a, a, a um, bowl game at this point, which I think we both predicted, um, and it doesn't get any easier for them. And hell, Dion, he got to be clicking his heels only if I had an offensive line. Only if I had an offensive line. So, hmm. no, you're right about that, man. And, and I want to just say a, a few things to get it out of the way, man. Because I know we're going to eventually get to uh, to this subject in Michigan, and I saw I saw that they they came out with the uh, you know with the uh, the the number ones, number twos, and everything, the national rankings and everything. I just I've been sitting, here, you know, I'm sitting here frustrated, Rodney. I'm frustrated because you got teams like Purdue. Listen here, Purdue. Okay. Also, this goes for Minnesota. This goes for some of the other teams, Northwestern, Michigan State. You guys got fucking two victories on the fucking season. You suck every You haven't been good since Drew Brees was there. Nobody wants to steal your fucking signs, Purdue. Nobody wants to steal any of your fucking signals. You're a lousy team. You're terrible. Like, you got teams coming out the Woodworks. Yeah, uh... This guy was at our at our. He was stealing some of our signals too. Nobody wants to steal your shit. You're a terrible team. You're a terrible team. You haven't been good in ages. Northwestern, you two. Illinois, you two. The only times you guys beat us is when it was fucking COVID, and we had to forfeit a lot of those games because we were missing so many people. You guys have not been good in a long time, in a very long time, and we kicked your ass. Don't give me that shit about stealing signs. You guys need to steal some fucking signs, too, if that's what the case is. You guys need to steal a lot of signs. 
before you even met Michigan, you were getting your ass pounded by other teams. So get the fuck out of here. And that's pissing me off, too. And I think a lot of people are blowing it out of proportion. I believe that this guy was was literally scouting or hanging out with his friends and buddies and, like, doing shit. Then they tried to make another guy and say, oh, that was Stallions there at the Central Michigan game. That's not even the same fucking guy, man. They just were creating all types of narratives and just running with it. And it's just really getting atrocious, man. It's just really getting atrocious. And they hate Michigan that bad, man. They hate Jim Harbaugh that bad that they want to do this shit. And I heard that it's spearheaded by uh, by Day from fucking Ohio State. The sad part about it is if, if Rutgers would have messed around and beat Ohio State, it would have been fucking, they would have been in allegations for fucking years. You letting this guy sit here and just, just run with any goddamn thing. And I don't believe that nobody, Harbaugh, or any of those guys are doing anything wrong. Just in my opinion. I'm done, Rodney. I, I was upset. I was holding that in. Yeah, so, um, I don't know what, uh, if, if Harbaugh can be faulted for anything, it's uh, not realizing who he hired. Um, the guy seems like a crazy Michigan fan from stuff I've been reading. Um, I'm sick of the media. I'm really sick of ESPN at this point because if nobody's doing true investigative journalism at this point, Michigan can't really comment uh, because of the pending NCAA matter. So you're only getting one side of the story. Um Stallions is not even cooperating with investigators, so there's that. I, I, like I said, I feel like there's a rush to judgment. You got all these coaches. We want Michigan punished right away. Uh, shout out to the Michigan president for pushing back, saying you know due process. I think play out. Um, and like I said, I just the the investigative journalism part has been lacking. Um, you have Michigan have to release a statement after it was reported that the guy was fired when he actually resigned. You have reports of Jim Harbaugh contract being rescinded, even though they're still working on details. Um, so it's the, I think that's the part that got to me is how it's been portrayed in the media when you know um, – Michigan Jim Harbaugh can respond. Uh, and exactly. You got the AD from Michigan State talking about his player could have got hurt. Y'all lost 49 to nothing. It, th- that's what I'm saying. Like, these teams are just it's, – it's blowing my fucking mind, Rodney, because Michigan State, you're yeah. fucking atrocious. You're losing to every team in the Big Ten, and you got pounded by us. Like, you're not a good team this season. You just won a game. You're not a good team at all. You done lost all these guys. Worry about your own fucking scandals and all the shit that you guys got going on up there, little brother. Because y'all got got some fucked up shit going on. Purdue coach doubling down a spade is a spade. Um, Sir, you're two and seven. Yeah, like, terrible. Terrible teams. Like I said, all these allegations are coming out. And, and then, you know, there's reports that he bought tickets to 12 out of 13 Big Ten team, which I, which never made sense to me because, like, we haven't played some, some of these teams in the West in forever. Like, what was yeah. the point? What he's um, doing is – now, he could be – now, in all honesty, they since they, they passed this rule, because in that case, please please send the investigative team to fucking Iowa. Iowa's picked up half of Michigan's roster. So you're trying to tell me they haven't looked at these guys and been to any of the games that we had and scouted any of these people. Because that's what it's, it's good to scout them in person. You can see them on tape all day. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to go in person and see them. So if I get one ticket from an Iowa representative that's been to any game, that's watched these guys play in, in person, then that means that he's possibly signed still in two. So this, and this is the thing that gets me about this whole sign stealing issue is there's a quick fix for this. And I don't I've I haven't understand why the um NCAA hasn't done this. 
we have it in the NFL. We know the technology there. You have the capability in the NFL to literally call the play in the helmet of the quarterback and in in the helmet of a defender in the NFL. Why college football can't adopt that same type of system baffles me when it's a billion-dollar industry. Exactly. And the sad part about it is, Rodney, they sit here and they say that, oh, yeah, you can look at this shit and you can fucking record it. You can hear all the shit that they're saying. You can look at all the shit. You can look at the signs on the sideline from just watching it on TV. You don't need to send nobody in person. Yeah, that was it's my It's like, like right I've, there in fucking 4K. Like, I've watched Michigan games, and you can see the Michigan players holding up different signs and things. And um, Oregon, uh, especially under Chip Kelly, when they had all the different <laughs> signs. So, um, I was... I mean, a simpler solution is to, to go to the the helmet technology that we have in the NFL, and then you can just watch every head coach and the coordinator cover their mouth with their play card if they're called to play. But uh, I don't know. I, I digress. I, I, think his, I think this is a, a hunt for Jim Harbaugh at this point. We couldn't get him with this, so we got to get him with, with that. Uh, yeah, and it's nothing but, and from what I read, it's nothing but it's spearheaded by Ohio State. Um, they see that right now we got a stranglehold on them. They're not going to win this year. They're not going to win next year. They're not going to win year after. They're, they're not going to win. Like, they, that little stranglehold they had on us because we had shitty coaches at the time. We had shitty coaches. The NCAA was trying everything in their power to give them games and everything. And now it feels like they're trying to do the same thing. It, it pisses me off. It really pisses me off, man. I, and I, I hate that Ohio State has – it's not about what you know. It's about who you know in this in this particular thing because Day is not the superior coach over Harbaugh. I can see Meyer. Meyer was a pretty good coach. He had his ways too. He was a, a, a cheating, lying, scandal, son of a gun, his damn self. So he couldn't call the pot – he couldn't call the kettle black. But Day is not a good coach. He's a shitty coach. Urban, to his credit, and Joe Klatt, they they both come out and defended uh, Michigan. So they're that. Uh, I do yeah, want to talk. Urban's going to be at state. Yeah, they're offering him a hundred million dollars, and it's confirming this is true. You're going to give this man a hundred million dollars to come to Michigan State. Oh wow! I'm just—it's so confusing to me. I'm so pissed off about that. I just don't – I don't – That's the. that'll be the most going to a Michigan coach. I mean, I'm sorry, that'll be the most going to a coach in the Big Ten, especially if it's not over a lot of years too. So you're going to give this man $100 million for three years of work? That's insane. He mm-hmm. he couldn't even turn that down. Three years, yeah. $100 million. So they said they're working out the details because right now I'm, I'm quite sure the details are how much money they're going to give him up front. So, that's just insane to me. Yeah, it'll be um, interesting. Um, I do want to get your take on the NBA um, in-season tournament. They have to be some of the worst court designs I've ever seen. But (laughs) um, some of them I do like. Um, Some of the in-tournament courts I do like, like the Blazer with the the Rip City one. Um, I, I really like that one, but... The Milwaukee one is atrocious. Uh, the Chicago Bulls one was shitty too. Yeah, uh, Golden State another shitty one. But um, NBA season is full swing. Victor Wembanyama, uh, he 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 looks good. Uh, Looks better than what I thought. Um, they beat Phoenix back to back, surprisingly. Um, so I'm just, I don't know. I don't know how it's funny because I have people calling me with this in season tournament and I'm trying to explain it to them. Um, and they still don't fully understand. But shout out to the NBA for always, I don't know. I feel like they're the most innovative league. They're, they're not afraid to try something new. 
Um, they're going back to the east-west all-star setup, so that'll be interesting to see. I am going to kind of miss the captain, but. I mean, yeah, I, I'm i going to miss that, too. Uh, I like when they did the picks and everything. I thought that made it really exciting, and it leveled out the playing field. Right now, the west is, is so dominant. They're going back to east-west. West is so dominant. You could take the damn Clippers and the damn Suns starting lineup right now and damn near put them in the in the damn playoffs. I mean, put them in the all-star game. Like, it's just it's ridiculous. You got Bradley Bill. You got fucking Durant and Booker. You can start those guys right away. You can start Westbrook. You can start Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard. You can start uh, freaking Harden. Harden's going to be nice, too. It's just those guys are buckets. Paul George. You could take Anthony Davis. You could take LeBron James. Like those guys are all buckets, not even man. Not Joker yet. Yeah. Oh, not even to mention a Joker. Wembyana should definitely be in there too. I don't know, man. That guy is a freak of nature, man. I know <laughs> yeah. that they're putting some stuff around him, but I just yeah. the things that I've seen is just insane, Rodney. Yeah. Then like to see him like next to KD and how much taller and longer he is than KD is just insane. Um, I'm curious. Um, I'm hoping that we have basketball return to Seattle in the next couple of years, but it, it looks like the the sports roster in Vegas, it looks like it's going to continue because I feel like you'll get Seattle and you'll get a Vegas market, which means you'll probably get Minnesota and Memphis moving to the east. Um, just to balance it out, but I, I I think there's a reason why the championship of the end season tournament is in Vegas. Um, I think all signs point to to Vegas and Seattle eventually getting expansion franchises in in the NBA. Um, right. No, I, I agree with you, Rodney. And they they need to bring a franchise back to Seattle. That's that's a good market. Yeah, I don't know I'm why they took them out here in the first place. Yeah. They always had a good key market in Seattle. Seattle was always good. They had their ups and downs. And when they were bad, they were pretty bad. And they didn't know what they had. They were rebuilding. And he wanted to get out of Seattle because they basically wouldn't renew a stadium for them. So he wound up going to Oklahoma. But I, I definitely want to see Seattle get a franchise back. And, and it's about time that Las Vegas has one. They already have the WNBA team. They got a, a, a key to, hockey to team. To yeah, they're getting baseball. Back-to-back championships. Uh, Asia yeah. Wilson got her wish to see Usher finally. Oh, yeah, man. I've been watching those clips like crazy, man. And, like, shout-out to Asia Wilson for that one, man. Like, that's been her dream finally came true, man. And, like, she took it like a champion, man. And, like, yeah, Usher's amazing for that, man. I, I still have yet to see his show. I was going to go see his show on my birthday. Um, yeah, I definitely want to check it out, man. Usher, Usher's that guy, man. I done seen Dr. Dre, Little John, uh, the Aces. Uh, man, so many different stars and celebrities, man, that popped up at his show. It just seemed like it's a good time, man. He yeah, puts on a hell of a Chris, show. Luda yeah, Ludacris was there. popped up, so. Um, Don't forget about... Uh, don't forget about like the controversy he had with uh with Kiki Palmer and her husband and mm-hmm. or boyfriend. Yeah, just so many different people, man. Like, yeah, Usher got a hell of a show going on, man. Like, that's some must see. Tickets expensive as hell, but it's probably really worth it. Yeah, so I'm it'll be it'll be interesting to, like you said, the the West is so Top heavy this year. It'll be interesting to see where all the teams fall to. Um, and like you said, I, after the East, after Boston and Milwaukee, I don't know who you got next <laughs> at that point. I feel like it's a it's a big fall off um, in competition. I don't know if you put my, Miami at three, New York at three, but. I just feel like the the gap between Boston and, and Milwaukee and the rest of the East is is it's a crater at this point. No, I agree, man. Like, I just I think they should have waited one more year to do the uh, East versus West, and um, 
I know they got all these bright ideas, and uh, Commissioner Silva has been doing, you know, the best that he can to. So, like we just talked about the courts and the in season tournament. I got kind of confused today on the in season tournament. Uh, the Pistons were, of course, playing the Phoenix Suns. They were wearing the in season tournament jerseys with the in season tournament court, but you're playing the Suns. I got confused. Or is well, does that count against them? I, no, didn't, I don't, I don't think, understand. I don't think today was a tournament game, though, and that's where it gets confusing because they're sitting. And this is this is what I would like to see the NBA do. Like the, I love the Pistons bad boy city jerseys. Like I feel like the city jerseys should be the jersey of choice for the. Um, in season tournament, along with the court, like everybody should have a city court instead. Just do away with that; those hideous in season tournament courts, and just use the city courts because they look better and they're easier to watch on television than some of the Pepto Bismol color courts I've seen. So, yeah, and just too much going on in the court, and I'm like, how the hell can the guys? And I know the players. Ball players are ball players. Look, they get paid millions of dollars to to do their craft. That's all they have to focus on. Um, so I, I can understand them, like you know, getting acclimated to the courts and, and seeing where to go, and they're practicing on those courts. But if somebody is watching on TV, it was like, what the fuck am I watching? How do these guys know to shoot a three from here? Especially that Chicago yeah, Bulls court. It was like, this is terrible. Like, how do you even know how to operate on this court? This yeah, is too I much going on. Court that bad, you know. The only other court that has really irritated me is Oregon's in college basketball. Like I hate <laughs> their court. Yeah, too much shit going on in that court, man. It's just way too much. Yeah, I, I'm just. I was just over it. It reminds me of uh, uh, Boise State. Like just, it's just a lot going on. It just maybe because I'm watching it, but it feels like the same thing. Like it's just a distraction for me. Like I just didn't like it. But yeah, I don't know. Hopefully Maybe. they're growing me. I am excited to see who wins this this in season tournament. Um, I don't know if you read it, but I, apparently there's also a winner's pot for coaches too. So uh like oh, they need that. They yeah. need that. Yeah, so not only do the players um get a a pot for, for winning um, the coaches do too. The Commissioner Cup um, game that they have in the WNBA, like that's the closest comparison I can can have to the in season tournament. Has been, uh, I think, it's been hugely successful in the WNBA. And I'm thinking they're hoping to recreate that in the the NBA. Uh, I know, like the Aces. I know the Liberty won the Commissioner Cup this year. But there's there's a banner to go with it. There's a pot of money. There's a trophy. So, okay, yeah, I like that too. Like I said, WNBA, they, it it feels like they basically use them as the uh, the catalyst and and showed it on that platform first. And I thought that was pretty cool, like how they did that too. Um, and it, it seemed like they're really invested in it, and, and they have like the the um, the different. Uh, type of tiers that they want to do and, and how they have it set up. I just, man, I, I was kind of disappointed because I'm like, damn, the division that we in is like really tough, man. Because, yeah, I'm like, fudge, man. Like, how the hell the 76ers, the Pacers, and it's just, it's a lot of good teams, man. On yeah, that. Man. Atlanta, I think it's Atlanta Hawks and Cleveland, too. Yeah, it's like the Pacers a, actually might be the third best team in the East right now. Yeah, like, when they're healthy, I'm like, man, like, this is tough. Uh, don't get me wrong, what we saw from the Pistons, and shout out to you, Rodney, for, for getting us some amazing tickets to the Pistons game, man. And I had a hell of an experience and a blast there, too. So shout out to you, brother. It just, you know, from watching them, it just, it feel like we need some some adjustments, man. And, like, it just, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Killigan Hayes fan, man. I, I tried to hang in there with him. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm just I, not a fan, man. I, he, he doesn't impress me. I'm laughing because there's an article in I can't remember if it's the free press or the news about um should Killian Hayes be starting over Jaden Ivy and they make a hell of a case for Ivy to be starting. So 
I don't think he should start over Ivy or even Sasser. Sasser's even better than him. Yeah, and coming off the Sasser bench. Put up, what, 25 today? So. Yeah, like he's coming in, he's balling out of control. He's playing defense. He's, yeah, he's putting I, up assists, like he's scoring. He, and the thing about Sasser, they don't ask him to do too much. Play defense. The same thing they ask of Hayes. Play defense and, and hit the occasional outside wide open jumper because Kay Cunningham is drawing in the defense and he's kicking the ball out. He's penetrating to the hole and he's kicking the ball out to wide open players that can hit shots. When we get uh, Bodanovich back in, uh, in uh, yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. But Sasser is hitting that wide open jumper. But K, K, I mean, Killian Hayes can't do it, man. Like, I don't understand what's wrong with him. And I can tell you who probably is on their way out of Detroit. Um, James Wiseman. Yeah. You know what? I, I think what it, with the emergence of Duran and then uh, also Bagley. with Bat- yeah, with Bagley also being like, you know, official and he's being like straight to the point. He's also had a a, a couple years in our scheme, too. And remember, Wiseman is, is coming from Golden State, where the majority of the pick and rolls come from the top of the key. And you got Steph Curry that's raising like in the drop of a dime. So that's what he's that's what he's, you know, used to right there. He's not used to what the Pistons are trying to do. And he's still young. He has time to improve and, and, and learn different schemes, and hopefully he can get acclimated to those. But that's what he was used to for the past few years when he first came in. So he's always playing away from the basket. They wanted him to take wide-open jumpers too and take jumpers near the three-point line. and That's just not his game, man. He's a back-to-the-basket type of guy. And um, right now he's just confused on what he's supposed to do. And he, he's all out of sorts right now. He's got to get with a team that, that – can benefit him on his uh his style of play. Yeah, so um I'm looking forward to to seeing how um this NBA season progress. I do feel like this is a pretty good time to be a Detroit sports fan with the uh Lions winning, Pistons, they're developing, the Red Wings, how they just beat Boston yesterday. So um uh, pretty good time. I'm patiently waiting to see um, this this final, this fourth quarter of music to, to see if we finally uh, get get some 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 records um, worth listening to. Um, it's still been pretty bleak. Like I said, that GC album was just mm. Um, Rhapsody, it seems like she, like her album should be on the way very, very soon. She just got the single with Hit Boy, which, which I really, really, really like. Um, you got Soldier Boy, um, and I, I think he's just being extra sensitive because in a way, I feel like J. Cole actually gave him a compliment. Yeah, Ronnie. Let's be honest here, man. Let's let's really be honest. Who the hell is really looking for Soldier Boy? And I, I I just heard him come out for something, come out with something too. So this this just springboarded him back into the spotlight for some reason. Just speaking on J Cole. Um, now he's talking about he only does a million dollars a feature, and then he went in on J Cole for no reason, just to just to be out there, put his name back out in the spotlight. But nobody's really checking for him. Yeah, like, okay. yeah, nobody's checking for him. And it's funny because I wasn't checking for um, Soldier Boy at all. I just happened to uh, hear some um, rumors about J. Cole um, in, the, in the Fall Off album. So I was um, actually looking at some J. Cole articles and then the Soldier Boy thing popped up. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> So right. I read, and I was just like, "Oh, yeah, okay. like, what the hell? like, yeah, what, what are we doing here?" And like, yeah. you know, I, I listen to J. Cole. I listen to J. Cole. You know, his whole interview and everything um, with Little Yachty, and I thought that was pretty cool, man. I, I love the way J. Cole is a really humble, cool dude, man. And like, he wants to see everybody win. So 
when he mentioned Soldier Boy, he didn't mention it in a bad way. That's why I was kind of yeah. confused. Like he didn't, and he that, wasn't that, dragging him or saying anything negative. It was yeah, all that, positive that was energy too. Like I went back and listened to the J Cole interview again. Like still not seeing a negative connotation here. Um, so I, I just felt like it was Soldier Boy either one trying to get himself back in the spotlight or two just being extra sensitive, uh, which. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I just, I'm just disappointed in Soldier Boy, man. Every time, man, I, he can't stay out of the news for, for doing something just over the top and stupid every time, man. And it's like nobody's looking for you. Nobody cares about you right now. Yeah. And, nobody's sent for you. Yeah. Nobody's sent for you, man. Like you can just go back into the abyss, and nobody's paying you a million dollars for a feature. It's just you can just go away, Soldier Boy. I think we kind of over that whole part, man. Like we try to, we try to include him right. in hip hop, and because he is like a pioneer, um, for some of the things that he's done for hip hop for the younger, yeah, for the younger generation, you know, because he, you know, it is what it is. Like he did come out and he helped with streams and YouTube yeah. and all that stuff too. Don't get me wrong, Soldier Boy deserves his flowers, but the shit that he's doing now isn't just no, it's not worth it, brother. Yeah, we can forget um, about you. He kind of reminds me of like one of them old school MCs that's still trying to stay relevant, and which is sad because he's really not old um, per se. So it'll, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't think J Cole's going to respond, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see if if we get a Soulja Boy album or something. At the in this fourth quarter or the beginning of twenty twenty four, I'm really I don't know if you caught the um, Corday Club Shay Shay interview, but uh, I'm really curious to see if we get a, a, a album from him at some point um, in He it's funny because I had other people watching the inter, his interview on Club Shay Shay and they was like, he's so wise beyond his years. I say he had a brother can spit too. So <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I just I'm I'm so over Soldier Boy, man. Like yeah, <laughs> just just yeah, just disappointing, man. And like mm-hmm. yeah, I, like like we just had mentioned too, for him to be a pioneer in hip hop, when is he gonna grow up, man? Like how old is Soldier Boy? I know he's in his thirties. Like yeah, he's got to be in his thirties now. Yeah, when are you gonna grow up, man, and just realize certain things, man, and, and realize how how life works? And yeah, it just he's always causing trouble. Yeah, he's he always is, on some bullshit. Thirty three. Yeah, yeah, he's ridiculous, man. He gotta he gotta learn how to be humble and move out the way, man. And, it has some sort of respect for himself, man. Respect for other artists too, especially for guys like J. Cole, you know, that want to see everybody win. Because people will turn against you that quick. Yeah, it'll be um, it'll be um, because I don't, I don't know if he's. Like I said, trying to stir the pot, going after one of the um, big three. Yeah, you you could have just left that alone, brother. Just definitely left that alone, soldier boy. Just go ahead and exit to the to the stage left, man. Like you, you're done, brother. Just let it go, let it go. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, Cause now he he is that middle child that J Cole talked about to see, um, cause he's already not aging well, but to to see how he ages, uh, and I think that goes back to why I, for what I've been so impressed with what Nas has been able to do, um, being now fifty and still trying to still being relevant, um, and kind of being a link between the old and young generations. Uh, and yeah. to see, see, see him on stage with Wu-Tang, um, damn, I wish I could have went to that concert. Uh, to see I know, him and hyping up um, Go-Face was it's, 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 it's a wonderful thing to see. 
Man, and that's why I said, man, you, you get these once-in-a-lifetime artists, man. And, and J. Cole is definitely a once-in-a-lifetime artist, man. When you, you get artists like him and, and Nas and Jay-Z and, and Tupac and Big... You can mention J. Cole with those guys, you know? I, I say Kendrick and, and Kanye. It's a whole bunch of guys that are like once-in-a-lifetime artists that impact you, man. And, and I can see why you got young ladies and young men out there crying and like... And and shaking when they see those those artists and you know shaking one to sh- even just get their hand touched by it. those are once in a lifetime artists man that impact your life heavy and for Soldier Boy who I would think is a pivotal artist I think he's probably lost his way man like I don't think he even considered like one of the pivotal artists in the game no he is he um if I if I was probably to ask my students about Soldier, they'd be like, um, he had his, but he's ain't nobody checking for him now. So, uh, you know, it, I'm I'm curious to just see, um, like artists around Soldier Boy, how they age, uh, him, Tyler Crater, um, some of these, you know, <laughs> younger. OGs to see how, how if if they're able to to age gracefully like some of the OGs have done like Snoop and Nas and Jay Z. So yeah, a lot of these artists, man, Rodney, are like gimmick artists. That's that's the problem. Like they're gimmick artists, and they're just they're like here today, gone tomorrow artists. And that's what I thought. Soldier Boy definitely he's still living off the high. And I heard that he writes for other people, so that's what's probably getting them still like around and and keeping them in certain circles. But other than that, he's just living off the high off of his first his first album and second album. Other than that, he's not doing anything. Like he's come out with no new material that I'm like searching for. Like nobody's really going crazy over him. So what is he here for? Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And we got 50 years of hip-hop, so it'll be interesting to see um, some of the transitions some of these artists make. Um, I'm I'm praying that we, we get a better fourth quarter. I, I, shoot, 2023 has turned me into R&B writing because the, the hip-hop has just, it's not, it's not been there. <laughs> yeah, the hip-hop is not... Hip-hop hasn't really been there this season. A lot of people will say this is a decline in hip-hop. They reflect on album sales and everything, too. It just it hasn't really been really that great for hip-hop um, this season. I, I, I would say this season because I, I think hip-hop moves in, in seasons. So this whole year, because think about how we was looking at it, Rodney. We, we was like, man, we're looking for them summer bangers. We got some summer bangers, but it, it came in the form of songs that we didn't think that would be summer bangers. So, um, unfortunately, Ski and uh, all the other songs, they came yeah. in the form of those being summer bangers and, and a couple other songs, too, that I wasn't even expecting to be uh, summer bangers. But, yeah, other than that, like the summers were, were has been terrible. Um, fall, and now we're working on winter, and it's just... It's not looking good for us, man, in the seasons of hip-hop, man. And it's reflecting on the whole year being really bad. I thought Drake was going to say today, but that album, you don't even really hear nothing from it. Like, it's just it's just not that great. Yes. I'm hoping we do get that, that bounce back um, 2024 year music. Um you know, we already have like Rhapsody might release something this year, early next year. Luda has already announced he he's coming out with an album in twenty twenty four. Um, so I feel like twenty twenty four is gonna be a very uh, phenomenal year for hip hop music. I'm calling it um, now. I think we're gonna get some surprise albums. Um, Think we're finally gonna get another J. Cole album, so and probably right. a J. Cole tour. I can see that, man. Not, we definitely need it. We need uh, something, man, even, to, to pop up. Even Jay Z has talked about he wants to make new music. He's he just gotta be saying something. So I don't know if that's a precursor to him um possibly 
coming out with something which will be um very very interesting because i know Nas in particular has talked about him wanting to see more artists if his age still uh, come out with music so uh, maybe he'll motivate some of his generation i know az he might drop an album in the fourth quarter early next year too i, I just saw the, the artwork for it so um we we still could get some late 2023 bangers or some early uh 2024 bangers i can't believe it's already about to be thanksgiving and you know Turn around and, and be Christmas out here. So, man, exactly like it. This year kind of breeze by pretty quickly, but yeah, you're right, man. I, I, I can say this too about this year: things that we had the writer strike. Well, the music wasn't that great, but thank God the writer strike is over with. So, a lot of TV shows and a lot of new TV shows that we miss, and. um I can say the TV has been basically kind of carrying us in the, in the movies, too. The movie's been pretty solid this year. Not going to lie about that. So we've got some pretty good movies. Um, Halloween just passed, Rodney. So before we get out of here, I wanted to say uh, any movies that caught your eye, um, they can be Halloween movies, they can be uh, holiday movies, however you want to, any movies or TV shows caught your eye before we go? You want to uh, share with people? Uh, movies, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, or Fat. Uh, TV shows, Irrational and and Found, both on NBC and Peacock. So, oh, nice, nice. I was gonna mention Found too. I like that. And then there was another show also um, that's on uh, Peacock. Um, that's really good too. Um, it is uh, uh, John Carpenter produced it. Um, it's a show basically um, about real life uh, horror stories and everything told from people's experiences. I, I can't think of the name of it, but it's really good. And then also check out uh, Cobweb, um, the movie that's on Hulu. It's really good also. Um, a lot of plot twists in that movie, so check that movie out as well. Yeah, and then um trying to think. There anything else? Oh, we started watching uh, what is it? The other black girl on Hulu. Oh, is that good? Yeah, that's that that is good. Okay, I got disappointed in Hulu, man, because you get invested in a series and then Hulu pulls the plug on it so goddamn fast. It just it, it upsets you. But I, I've been going back and watching like some of my other shows. You know, I'm a huge uh, Bob's Burgers and American Dad and. Family Guy fan, so I'm happy to see all those shows come back in The Simpsons and stuff. So I've been watching those, of course. Yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, now, the writer strike is over. Hopefully, the actor strike is over uh, when these new shows uh, and old shows return. So um, I'm excited. Can't do too much more reality TV at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm over it on the reality. Yeah, they can miss me with reality TV. I'm over it, man. Yeah. So on that note, uh, we'll get out of here. Um, just I do want to give a quick shout out. Lamar uh, Hamlin. Uh, he's not playing tonight, but to see him sitting on the sideline um, in Cincinnati, where he went down. Um, last year is just amazing. So, um, and I, I heard he's giving out scholarships. He announced that yesterday. So, um, he has definitely turned to tragedy into to triumph. So, um, just want to mention that because I just saw him just sitting on the sideline talking. So, all right, I love to hear it, man. And he, he's one of the good guys in the NFL too. So, um, I love to see how. His stories turned out to be a a good story, man. He's able to continue doing the things that he loves and and give back to the community also and enjoy the game. Okay, yeah. And on that note, we will get out of here and we'll catch y'all next week on the B-Side. Peace.